So, um, one of the scriptures, the most important, one of the most important reasons why the Lord wants you, another way of putting it, wants the message in your heart, instead of me saying put your foot in the message, the Lord says put the message in your heart, put the message in your heart, put the message in your heart, because then there's every possibility that it comes alive in you and alive to you. Right? That's, <coughs> that's the only way you can get God's living word to live in you. Is because you put it in you. Because you want to put it in your heart. It is a living thing when God sends a messenger to speak to you, even like Jesus spoke on earth and he said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's not the end of it for the receiver. So you can even sense the Lord in you when you're receiving a message, but that's just the start for you. Now you've got to sow that word in your heart and grow it because the seed, the words of a spirit and they are life, they must be living inside of you. You've got to lay up his word in your heart. You've got to believe it with your heart. Believe it. Receive it. And then the way that you the way that you and I, as new creatures with born-again spirits, new hearts, we were created to receive the seed of God's word. But you're the only one that can sow that seed into your own heart. You cannot presume because you sat and heard words, spirit and life, that, they, that you got it. You, you can't. Every born-again believer can receive revelation knowledge from God because God recreated you to receive revelation knowledge. But to contain it is a different, it's a different level. Um, so I'm going to go to some scripture until there's a, just a group of ladies that are late. So I'm going to go to the scripture while, I'm, while we're waiting for them. Um, I'm going to go to... Hmm, all right. That's it. That's the one I wanted to go to. It's in James. And I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible. 
Hmm. Here it is. Right. So, you see, that's the way. Oh, so much, too much. I'm going to stick with this. So it says this in James chapter 1, verse 21. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. It says here, So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. But here's the part that I want your ear to hear. And in a humble spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. You see? For if anyone only listens to the word, if anyone only listens, without obeying it, I would say to you as well, without sowing it, without letting it be implanted and rooted in you. He is like a man who carefully looks at his own natural face in a mirror. Whenever you hear words of life like this morning, with, like now, um, they come to you as spirit. Um, because you're born again, your spirit instantly recognizes that's who I am. That's what I can have. That's what I can do. It happens to all of us. This is for me. This is for me. This is who I actually am. When I'm hearing Pastor John, this is actually what I can become. We all have that experience. But that's just the beginning. He, it says, he looks carefully at his own face in the mirror. I can see myself in the word. I can see who I am in the mirror of God's word. God's word tells me who I am. What I can, what's mine, who I am, right? It says, but for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, or the word of liberty, and is faithful to it, perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing. So now I'm going to go to Romans chapter 10, because this is how you receive the engrafted word of God that will save your whole life. I'm going to go to Romans here. This is the process. So this is the way God has intended for you and I to live our lives for the rest of our lives. Taking the word, putting it in our hearts. The seed that grows in us, that bears the fruit in us of becoming. Right? So, this is the process. 
It's so simple. It's so simple. So Romans chapter 10 says this. The righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down, who will descend into the abyss to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word, God's message, is near you, on your lips and in your hearts. There's such relief in me when I read that. Oh, Lord, you've made it so easy. Pastor John say recently in one of his messages, it's not hard to serve the Lord. I'm so relieved that he's made this way for me to live my whole life. Sowing and reaping from my heart into my life all the days of my life. Right. So the word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So when Pastor John says, like this morning, Brother Jerry said to him, don't ever stop preaching the word of faith. It's this word of faith that Paul preached, that the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, in your mouth and in your heart. Hallelujah. And then it goes on to say, because if you acknowledge, I want you to look at the principle here. If you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, verse 10, listen. For with a heart, a person believes. With the heart, a person believes, not with the mind. With the heart, the heart and the spirit are the same thing. With my spirit, I believe. For with the heart, a person believes. And with the mouth. Here it is again. With the heart, a person believes. And with the mouth, he confesses. And declares openly and speaks out freely his faith. That goes for everything that I have faith for in my life. This is how I live. Jesus lived like this. Speaking only what the word said. And what he heard the father saying. So with the heart a person believes and with the mouth he declares and speaks and confirms his salvation. With long life does he satisfy me and show me his salvation. He shows me his salvation though I am born again. God wants me to be experiencing the fullness of what I've been saved from all the days of my life. And because I believe it with my heart and I confess it with my mouth. Confession is made unto my salvation today. 
glory to God. And um, the Lord taught his people this. The Lord taught Adam and Eve this in the garden. He said, I'll give you seed. I'll give you seed. And in the book of Peter, it says that the word of God is incorruptible seed. I give you seed. And so the reason this is so important, people, is God is coming. God is coming in January. God is coming in January in a special way to come to bring things that are in his heart. And he said this to me. He said, if the people's hearts are not ready for, and their hearts are not soft, and the seed is not sown, it doesn't matter how much my spirit moves. They, there's nothing for them to, for supernatural harvest to come. Because the word's not in their hearts. My reign, spirit reign, he said to me, my spirit is coming to reign R-A-I-N, in my people's hearts. But if he finds there no soft soil, and he finds there no seed, there's nothing to rain on. Nothing's been planted there. He said, but if they will soften their hearts, and Pastor John has said to me, I have to do this full teaching on the sower sows the word. I'm doing it this week, and it's going to be available to everybody. You have to have the revelation for yourself. That the word of God is incorruptible seed. That when it's sown and grown and watered and weeded, you'll get the weeds out of your heart of doubt and unbelief of that word that you're putting in there. The word that you're putting in there has got to be weeded. Weeds are doubt and unbelief. You've got, we've got to have such soft hearts. By the time Brother Jerry comes, and the way we're going to do that is we're going to be more diligent to put the message in our hearts than we've ever been before. I am a person beside myself. Since God has spoken that to me, I am sowing the word. I am devouring the messages in a way that I never have before. I'm finding everything in a message with my eyes to say, where's the seed? Where's my seed to put in my heart? All of the messages of Pastor John's, because he said this to me, if they're not sowing Pastor John's messages into their hearts, they'll get nothing from Brother Jerry. Very little. So he told me, because I said to him, I want to prepare, Lord, for Brother Jerry. I want to prepare. Show me how to prepare. Because he said to me, Brother Jerry, yes, I've arranged for Brother Jerry to come. He's the vessel. But I'm coming. Sharon, I'm coming. I'm coming with legacy transfer. Everything Pastor John said this morning. I'm coming with legacy transfer. 
I'm coming with gifts, he said, to give my people. But their hearts and the soil must be soft. I'm going to be too, teaching on that this week coming. It's going to go on the, on the, on the video. Their hearts, their soil must be soft. Because there's a scripture in Hosea that says, it's time to plow up the hard ground of your hearts so that I can come and rain righteousness in you. So I'm trusting him like a little child. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my heart so soft. I'm putting so much seed in there. I'm, I'm on such a mission. Glory to God. I pray the same fire, the same zeal of God that is in me is activated in you today. That you will just know, this is what I must do. This is how I get ready. And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you show me how to prepare and to be ready. So, in Deuteronomy 29, he was teaching. He was teaching his old covenant, his, his, his people back then already, how to live their lives. Deuteronomy chapter 30 says this. Um, verse 10. Here it is, supernatural increase. Verse 9, and the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in every work of your hand. For the Lord will again delight in prospering you. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, if you turn to the Lord your God with all your mind and heart, how do I turn my whole mind and my whole heart? Well, my heart is turned towards him when I'm putting his word in it. My mind is being renewed that's how I love him with my mind. I'm renewing my mind with the messages and the word of God. I'm laying up his words in my heart. That's how I love him. I command you to love the Lord your God. Walk in his ways. Okay, now I'm in verse 10, yeah. If you turn to the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with all your being, may you turn from this day forward to the Lord your God with all your mind, meditating on the word day and night, with all your heart, sowing the seed into your heart, and with all your being, for this commandment, which I command you this day is not too difficult for you. It's not too difficult for you. Nor is it far off. It's not a secret laid up in heaven that you should say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear and do? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear and do it? 
It's right here every Sunday. The message is right here every week. Who does this? We do. It's how God has trained us and raised us on this journey he's had us on. Heritage of Faith, South Africa. This is the journey he has us on. It doesn't matter what other Christians anywhere else are doing. That's between them and God. But this is our responsibility to be bringing you this kind of word so that you can come up to this kind of place in God, you and him, and then us together. But the word, okay, so who shall go over the sea and bring us and bring it to us that we may hear and do it? But the word is very near you. The word is very near you. Every Sunday, the word, I hear you. I hear you, word of God, coming to me on sound waves through the vessel. I hear your words speaking to me. The same way in which Adam and Eve, they heard the voice of the Lord walking. I hear your voice walking. I hear your voice walking. Walking towards me. Walking. I take your word. I imbibe it. I inhale it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your mind and in your heart so that you can do it. So that you can do it. That's how you do it is because it's in your mouth, and it's in your heart, and it's in your mind. That's how you fill your life with heavenly realities. Is you fill your heart with it, and you fill your mind with it. Glory to God. It's very, it's a spiritual thing that you are doing. It's a supernatural thing that you are doing. You are not we're not, we, we are spirit beings. It's how God has created us to live in the realm of the supernatural. It's because his word is supernatural seed. It's spirit seed to grow in my spirit heart. It's ethereal. It's not tangible. It's caught. You catch this message with your heart. Glory to God. So, the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. Now we're going to go to another beautiful scripture. It's new to me. It's 
I've known it for 45, 50 years, but it's new to me. It's like it's just come to my heart. Glory to God. Joshua 1. Joshua chapter 1. They're going into the promised land. We're a journey. We're on a journey. God said through Brother Jerry in 2011, your exodus has begun. We've been journeying. Pastor John and I have been journeying. Coming out of Egypt since 2011. I mean, my whole salvation journey is coming out of Egypt, coming out of Babylon, coming out of the world of who Satan is the God of. My whole life is that. But God has had us on a journey with very specific scripture words. All the prophecies are in scripture, right? And they're of scripture. They're in scripture and they're of scripture. So we are going in now to the promised land. And it says to Joshua, be strong and very courageous that you may do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, spoke to you. You see, Moses spoke to them. He spoke to them words from God that would bring them in to their promised land, that would draw them. Always, every now and again, the Lord will bring back that song to my heart. It's only words. And words, and it's not only words, but, it, but words are all he has to take your heart away. Words are all I have to take your heart away. That's it. Glory to God. And so, this book of the law, so Moses, my servant, spoke to you from me. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. This word shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate, mind, loving him with my mind. Not depart out of your mouth, I'm putting it into my heart. But you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. You shall make your own way spiritually prosperous with God. And then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Hallelujah. I think I'll go to one last scripture and then we're going to start because we're going to have people share what important points came to them from the, the study of the message, right? So we're going to have ears to hear. I don't want to miss a thing. Don't wanna, I don't want to fall asleep because I don't want to miss a thing. Don't even want to close my eyes. bit of Aerosmith there. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> God's presence is just wonderful here with us today. 
Hallelujah. Some BG, some Aerosmith. All right then. All right. Uh, where was I going to go now? What did I say? Oh, Peter. Where? What did I say? Oh, okay. You know why the presence of the Lord is here so strong? Because he wants you. He wants taking your heart. And he wants you to know this is his way for you. Everything that I've been saying. So glory. <laughs> Lord. Oh, Jesus. Lord. There it is. Here it is. 1 Peter 2, Amplified Bible 22. Since by your obedience to the truth, you have purified your hearts for the sincere affection of the brethren. See that you love one another fervently from a pure heart. You have been regenerated and born again, not from a mortal origin, not from a mortal seed, not from mortal sperm, but from one that is immortal by the ever-living, lasting word of God. The word of the Lord endures forever. And this word is the good news which is preached to you. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. There's another translation somewhere. You got another translation there, Esther? Find 1 Peter. Find 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 23. Let's read these beautiful translations. Where's, where have you got it open? I've just read the Amplified. Okay, then found it in the Passion. Let me read it in the New King James. 1 Peter chapter 2. One Peter chapter 1. Right. One Peter chapter one. Help me here. Right. Which verse? Thank you. You having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. All flesh is as grass. Our flesh prophets. Nothing. All flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord in me that I put in my heart is eternal. I will live 
throughout eternity with the word that I sowed and growed and weeded and watered and bore fruit from for the rest of eternity. Because I'm putting eternity into my heart. Eternal things. Thank you, Esther. Where is it? Where is it? Okay. For through the eternal and living word of God, you've been born again. So I got born again through an incorruptible seed that was so simple, so small little mustard seed. If you have faith as a grain of mustard, little, little seed, you just heard, how little was that seed? Jesus died for you on the cross. And he rose again so that you can be born again and have a heart that can grow seed forever until you die, all the days of your life. This is flowing from me brand new right in your very presence. It's for you today. Brand new. This anointing that is on me is to break and destroy the yoke of bondage that is in you. It's to help you in your unbelief and in your hard-hearted condition to not want to change. This anointing is here to destroy those yokes in you. And at the same time, I'm receiving it as I'm speaking it in me. For through the eternal and living word of God, you've been born again. That's how small that seed was. Look what's grown up in my life. Look what's grown up in your life. Already from that tiny little mustard seed of I received Jesus into my heart. And now I continue with the heart, with my heart I believe, and with my mouth I continue to speak all the days of my life unto my fullness of my salvation. And this seed, the passion says, that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. Living word of God living in your heart. Wow. How about that passion translation? Shoo. And so, we give God glory here this morning. I know Pastor John is wanting me to minister. All the things that the Lord has put in my heart for our preparation for when the Lord comes with his visitation and his manifestation and his demonstration. And our anticipation should be like this for every message from now until then. That's how your heart will be prepared and ready. You cannot anticipate that God is coming in January with a heart that's not prepared. And suppose that it will have its maximum impact in your life. You cannot suppose that. 
because the honor that we give Pastor John and the message that's coming through him is going to determine our level. The honor we're giving the messages of God that's coming now through Pastor John is going to be the level to which we will be able to receive from Brother Jerry. Isn't that right? That's the, that's the fact. That's the truth. Right. We're going to share now. We're going to share. Thank you for letting me take this time to share this with you. And um, there we go. Hallelujah. So what's the date today? It's the 11th. That's right. Okay. So I'm going to call Gideon, please. Will you come and share? Will you come and share the point that ministered to you, please? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sharon. So in the message of Pastor John last week, he, he started off with reading um, Proverbs 8.12, I wisdom dwell with prudence and find all knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. I love those who love me. I love those who love me and those who diligently seek me. That got my attention. Diligently seek me. Diligence means characterized by steady, earnest, energetic effort. Works hard in a careful and thorough way. And then he went and he says that money is not our problem relationship is and Pastor John went straight back down to Martha and Mary and Mary chose something that can never be taken away from her and that was to go and sit at Jesus' feet her, her recognition her honor and hunger 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 for every word that comes out of Jesus' mouth had all riches and righteousness and wealth hidden in it. That unlocked the, the calling out of death of Lazarus when he asked Mary the question. And she said, Master, if you were here earlier, he would not have died and said, roll away. Because he chose the relationship above everything, diligently seeking his presence. So on that, my declaration, Pastor Sharon, is just, I diligently seek you every day. I seek you more than anything. I seek you more than riches and status and anything else in life. I seek your presence. I seek your word that can change me. Whew. Thank you, Gideon. 
That's the seed that he's putting in his heart. I will diligently seek you. That's what I do now. I just diligently seek you. Wow. Let's all say that together. Let's say, I diligently seek you, Lord. I diligently seek you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me, for drawing me, for standing by me, for strengthening me as I diligently seek you. And I thank you that as I diligently seek you, I find you. Glory. Riona, will you come and share your point, please? Thank you for that, Kirion. Here we go. Thank you. So um, last week, Pastor John prepared us for this weekend. So the first thing that stood out for me is the way he said, and then I made that my confession for the week. I'm trusting that you will have a shift, and you will begin to see that anything that is a scarcity mindset, a poverty mindset, a fear mindset, a right or wrong mindset, and a fairness mindset, these things are a worldview that you have been. You have been continuously bombarded with from when you were a little kid, and you have to be delivered and set free from that worldview to be able to have God's view that gives you a world, a view of the world, seated with him in heavenly places. There is a level of trust and honor that comes with understanding that, and it will change your whole way that you will see your future. It will change the whole way you see your future. So that is what I said, Lord, please give me a different worldview. Because there's so many things that's been given to me yes. as a child that's been planted into me that I've always thought that was right. Yes. Even in the church where I grew up, yes. I was taught this, poverty yes. mindset, this way of thinking. And I thought, you know, like Mia said this morning, you use your faith to reach and to get things. Yes. But it was the wrong way. It was the wrong way. Yes. It wasn't because I was seeking him and seeking him diligently all the time. Yes. It was the wrong way. Yes. The worldview that was wrong. And we said, took the word of faith, faith through our worldview filters and yes. made faith work like, like that. that. So <gasps> we did get, because principles and God's principles, principles yes. will work. Yes. It will work no matter. It's like gravity. It will work. Yeah. Believe it or don't believe it, it will work. And yes. it's the same with the worldview. Yes. And I never even realized I'd had that worldview. And I said, Lord, this weekend, help me change it. So, yeah, yes. we were bombarded. <laughs> we yes. were bombarded this weekend. And yesterday I was feeling so sick and I was feeling, maybe I should just stay home. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Yes. I'm not going to allow this worldview to tell me I must stay home because the church is the place yes. where I get everything. Yes. This is where Rihanna. I get my healing. This is where I get life. This is yes. where I get word. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to get it all, Lord. And yes. he did. He gave it to me. And today I'm much better. And I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your, your life is here. And like Martha, it's more important to do other things than being here this weekend. Yes. And why aren't the whole church full like this morning now? Yes. You know, 
There were a lot of things that yeah. went in and out, and, in and out. we captured small Some little small bits. Little things, yeah. And we picked. Yeah. And then we used our faith for that, and it yeah. didn't work. Yes. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work, and you don't know why is it not working because we're not diligently seeking Him. Yeah. We're just speaking five words and yeah. using that, and that's it. Yes, and he actually wants our whole heart. Yes, he doesn't no, want a lucky dip. He is Fiona. And that's what I was like, Lord, I want it. I yes. want that. Yes, so that, that's, that's what we I say. Yes. Let's say that together. Say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Lord, I'm trusting you. That I will have a shift. That I will have a shift. And I will see anything in me that's a scarcity mindset. A poverty mindset. A fear mindset, a right or wrong mindset, and a fairness mindset. I have been set free. I have to, sorry, I have to be delivered and set free from that worldview to have your worldview. Because I'm seated with you in heavenly places. There's a level of trust and honor that I'm moving into with you now, Lord. And it will change my whole way that I see my future. Oh, glory to God. We're sowing some seed here. Thank you, Riona. Oh, hallelujah. Alrika, will you come and share the point? The point that ministered to you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sharon and mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pastor Sharon, the first thing on the very first page, um, Pastor John said, there is no greater gift of a relationship that you and I can have than the relationship that we have with a mighty living God. Yes. That's the beginning and the end of all things right there. Yes. So that was very powerful for me. Yes. It goes hand in hand with Pastor John saying you don't have a financial problem but a relational problem. Yes. And so I wrote down some questions um, because I found with the session with Pastor John when he asks a question in a certain way, it reveals where your, in your heart, heart is. Yes. And I, I just wrote these questions down so that if... I find myself there, then I know I need to go and check my relationship yes. with God. And yes. am I in honor? Am I honoring God's word or am I choosing where I'm looking? And so yes. I said, what is your, my worldview on money? Is it for survival? Is it for allocation of scarce resources? Or is it poverty? And how do I relate this to God? Do I think he knows what he is doing? Do I think he needs to allocate money? Does he have it all? And then in Proverbs 8, it says it is all with him. Honor, righteousness, and riches is all with him. And that we are seated with Jesus, with the Father, in heavenly places. 
Yes. So if you look from that worldview, yes. then these questions, do you think God knows what he is doing? Yes. When he gives you any instruction to obey, like he said to, to Mary, move the stone. Will you move the stone? Do you think he knows and he can provide yes. in that instance, whatever it is that you need provision for, be it raise your financial state from the dead. Yes. <laughs> yes, so yes. that really stood out for me, Pastor Sharon. And then I wrote a declaration as well where I said, I sow and plant where God tells me to plant, and that is with bank, my exchange. And I do that with the messages. I grow roots here in the messages in Withbank where he told me to. And this is my place where he provides for me. And then another thing that was opened beautifully for me is when Jesus said to Mary, this can never be taken from you. Because responsibilities and many things mm -hmm. want to taunt you and threaten you. And for me specifically saying that, you know, you can't always be at my exchange. There's other things you need to give your attention to. Responsible things. Yes. And then Jesus in this message said, this can never be taken from you. So praise the Lord. <laughs> praise <laughs> the Lord. Praise Hallelujah. The Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. So I also just said, yeah, my human nature does not stop me from obeying a God. It does not stop me from loving God. Because Pastor John also said that, you know, there is the human component. And it yes. was such a big relief for me that in my humanness, yes. it, it doesn't stop me. Because I'm not here to perform. I'm exactly. here to just love. God and be in a relationship with him yes. and to obey him. It yeah. just puts you at such rest, yes. right? And then I said, God knows how to look after me when I obey him. Yes. The world might try and clog the wells, but eventually they will say, move from us, you are too big from us. And that is just with Genesis 26, yes. where they try to clog the wells. Yes. With Isaac, yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. And then this one. Read it said, all. I'll read it. When you decide to sit at Jesus' feet, many responsibilities will make a pull on you. Mm -hmm. But Jesus has words of life, and it can never be taken from you. I do not seek the world's performance rewards. I know his voice. I recognize Jesus' instruction when he says, move the stone. Wow. And that's based on Luke 10. That's what we're going to say now together. Jesus has words of life. Jesus has words of life. It can never be taken from me. It can never be taken from me. I do not seek the world's performance rewards. I do not seek the world's performance rewards. I know his voice. I know his voice. I recognize Jesus' instruction. I recognize Jesus' instruction. In my heart. In my heart. When he says, move the stone. When he says, move the stone. And whatever that might mean for us individually, we, rec we will recognize that. Oh, my darling, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alrika. Love you, girl. Hey. Glory to God. <laughs> okay. Meredith, please come and share with us one point that stood out to you. I see you've brought files for one point, <laughs> Meredith. Yes. All right. 
share with us the one point that stood out to you? Can I help you hold something or are you good here? Okay. Right. Sharon, as I was sitting there, I just heard from the message of Brother Jerry, the depth of your praise determines the magnitude of your breakthrough. And yes. everything that you've brought us, well, the Lord brought us yes, through you. Yes, yes, About how we should praise. So, because praise, Judah shall plow. Yes. And just where our hearts are hot, we should just praise God by plowing a hard heart with the word. And also, uh, before that, I had heaven is a noisy place. Yes. So, we should praise. Because the flesh right. doesn't w always want to. No. Especially when we're tired, but we should buffet our bodies and put it under, as Paul says. So I think we should just maybe, even if it's for 10 seconds even, yeah, just let's praise, praise Hallelujah. Praise, praise you, Lord. Praise Hallelujah. you. Praise you, praise Lord. You, Lord. Glory to Jesus. Praise Hallelujah. you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, praise Lord. you, praise Hallelujah. you, praise yes, you, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, Lord. Glory Hallelujah. to you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Sharon, I've had this for a while as well, because it was brought to us through Hebrews 11, verse 6 as well, where he says that he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. Yes. And... I went into a bit of a study also with the, the word diligence and was actually the the root word is delegare, which is in Latin. And in the 1400s, wow. it was translated from the Anglo-Saxon um, English into yes. diligence. Wow. And it actually means to lovingly seek him. So it's, it's to, so if you, if you take the whole scripture of uh, Proverbs uh, 3 verse 18, where he says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. I just want to stop at will. He, yes. he says will. He doesn't say maybe. Yes. That doesn't luck. No. Love. What's luck? God's not a God of luck. He will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. And just to, to go on to verse 19, my fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold. And the fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. The love of yes. the Father. The yes. love is better than fine gold. So if you if you read it out of the original meaning, and part of that that I also did was um, I, and <laughs> I looked at the word seek. Seek. Attempt to find, attempt to desire or obtain, to discover. And then diligence, it's, it's actually a verb. So, so to lovingly seek him, it's a verb. So then it brought me to the book of James, which is that... Don't just be a hero of the word, yeah. lest you deceive yourself, but yeah. be ye a doer of the word. Yes. So we should be doers of the word. We shouldn't just give God lip service and recite scriptures. It's good to recite it, to put it in your heart. But, <laughs> but now, <coughs> what are you doing with what's in your heart? Are you yes. actually, because faith now prepares for what it expects. Yeah. So am I now really trusting God, yes. believing Him? Am yes. I really doing what Is it growing? Says? Am I keeping it? Yes. Am I? Am I watering it? Am I watering it? Am I weeding it? it? Yes. Is it a garden or is it a desert? Yes. Because if there's no gardener, as you've taught us, yeah. there's no garden. There's no garden there's without no a gardener. gardener. So and God has put me in the garden of my life to be yes. the gardener. Yes. So he brings the increase, but I still have to do my part. The exactly. sower sows the word. Yes. More fun, and I'm the 
Yes. yes. I, I'm the sower. I'm the one yes. that puts it in my mouth and in my heart and in my mouth and in my heart. Yes. God's not doing that for me. Is it? No. Because it's like if I have faith to wash the dishes, if I speak to the dishes as much as I do, yeah. they won't be cleaned. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. I still have to play my part. I have to be a doer of that word That's right, that he Meredith. brought me. It's a good thing to clean those. Okay, Lord, yeah. be clean in Jesus' name. Yeah. Be clean. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. I now have the wisdom to go and clean them. Yes, so I have my part to play. Yes, we have our part to play. And then, I, oh, so our wisdom dwell with prudence. So if we just stop at our wisdom, 1 Corinthians 30 says, Christ is wisdom yes. made known unto us. That's right. So, for us to be wise is to be in Christ, yeah. dwelling in Christ. Right. Yes, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have him in me. Yes. But there's a part also where I can be in relationship. That's right. I'm in relationship with him. I go to him. I go to the secret place. Yeah. I go to sit at his feet. That's abiding in, in him. Dwelling in him then yes. puts me in a place where I can then ask, if you lovingly obey me up until a place, if you passionately yes. do that, you will ask me anything, and I'll give it to you. So there's another condition. There's a lot yes. of conditions in these messages. Yes. So what I do is I always look for conditions. Yes, because to that, make sure I can me meet. Because hmm. I can meet the condition. Yes, I can. It's my choice. It's my choice. And speaking of choices, Pastor yeah. Sharon, um, I've put death and life in front of you. Choose life. That's right. So in life, in him I have and move. I live and ha have and move my. I live and move and have my being in yes, Him. Yes. So I can't be alive. The word "live" within itself, life. Christ is life. Yes. So I can't move wherever I'm, I find myself stuck. I must ask myself, why are you stuck? Because the the flow of the blood will go into the areas of life. Yeah. So if I choose life in every moment. Whether it's someone that's calling me regarding a business meeting, yes. it's someone that I'm that I dearly love, a yes. relative, or even someone in the world. You can immediately tap I the life tap flow that's president, resident, and present within you, yes. 24/7. That choice, I have to constantly make a choice for life, yes. so that there can be a flow, so exactly. that I'm not stuck. Wow, Meredith, in the, in the world's way. Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Pastor Sharon, the last, yes. the last one I think is I got a lot of notes here, but I know, I see. Um, I, I see. <laughs> I found this interesting that in the Aramaic, um, the word Babylon yes. means confusion yeah. by mixing. So it's, a, it's confusion that comes in the yes. body of Christ through the mixing of the tree of life and death, where we should actually just be focused on good and tree knowledge of, of knowledge good and of evil. Where we should just be focused <laughs> on the tree of life. Yes. So the mixing of words. So there's a wall of words. And there's also a war of words in, in, in us yeah. from what we've been saying, what we've been hearing. What we've been taught since we're little. What we've been taught. Yeah. So the war of words in terms of mixing the confusion that comes. And God says, I'm not the author of, of confusion. confusion. Yeah. So he's not the author of Babylon. No. The confusion that comes through the mixing of words. So we should not be mixing our words. So there should be no leaven in our words. Yeah. Because that will live in the whole lump, and we are the body. We are yeah, the lump. and that's what the Bible says that if you can control your tongue, yeah. if you can control your tongue and your words, you will be a perfect man, mm. able to curb your entire fallen nature. 
and control your whole body. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Meredith. What can we use here as a seed? Well, here's one. Yeah. Obedience okay. is key. Loving him yes. is the key to obedience. Because he says, loving me yeah. empowers you yeah. to obey yeah. my commands. Right. I just want to say, I'm just going to obey the commands, yeah. commandments. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to get into performance mode because yeah. I first have to love him because that empowers me yeah. to obey That's right. the commandments. Yeah, I love the way you work with um, the Lord in your, in your thinking and in your speaking. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's wonderful. So we're going to say something here. I give you my obedience, Lord. In this time. Like never before. I love you now, Lord. Yeah. My handwriting. No, no, no. I can read it. I can read it perfectly. I'll not enter into performance mode. I'm choosing life. Every moment of my of all of my days. Wow. Glory to God. I can see. I can see. I can let you take this whole session, Meredith. It's beautiful. I love it. Yes. Right also showed me this. Sorry. Well caught. Nice catch. Yeah. Um, fruit in the message. Gather your fruits in the message, or you have your fruits in the mess of the age. So, yeah. Well, yeah. how about that? Yeah. And Woo. food. You also have your food in the message. Yes. Yeah. You have your food in the message. Or you have your foot in the mess of this age. Well, that was great. That was great. Thank you, Meredith. Let me help you here. Thank you, Meredith. <laughs> and this too? Oh, it was what I caught. Did you, you saw it, eh? None of the words fell to the ground. Fell to the ground. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Han, will you come and share a point, please? Thank you. Oh, wasn't that great? Hallelujah. Thank you for well, sharing. <laughs> in the mess of this age. That's funny. Han, I mean, that's Words really good. Foot in the mess of this age. <laughs> or food in the message. <laughs> All right. Share with us, Han, please. So, yes, um, it was already said that last week was actually just pre this weekend. And yeah. when Pastor John asked the question this weekend, yesterday, how do you know you have been institutionalized. Okay? And then he said something. I, something happened, and I hear, heard something else. And he almost said something to me that, but you should Google it. So I Googled that question, the whole question. It was very interesting, what I found. Okay. So <laughs> there's a little clip. I don't know. Now it's age starting to count here. There's a movie called Shawshank Redemption. We've seen that movie. Shawshank Redemption. Okay, so in that movie, there was, a, there was a character. His name was Banks or something. He was in jail for 50 years. So I'm just <laughs> telling you quickly the story because some of you haven't seen the movie. For 50 years. And 
Then Pastor Sharon's mental institution words. That's what the Lord said to yes. me. You've been in a mental institutions. You've been in mental institutions your whole life long. Your whole life long. Yeah. And and that comes to me and I like wow. Okay. Holy Spirit is busy telling me something about redemption, about a movie, somebody that said something. And in the movie, they said something this. Believe what you want. These walls are funny. So walls, Pastor John referred to walls for me into his message. That's scarcity mindset, a poverty mindset, yeah. a fear mindset, right and wrong mindset, and a fairness mindset. Okay, so that walls. So listen to this, what, what they said in the movie. These walls are funny. First, you hate them. Then, you get used to them. Enough time passed. You get so, you depend on them. Okay, so what is the world system? This is all those things Pastor John said to us. And if you really think about it, when you've been in the world and you've been working it is really like that. You start working, you say, yes, that's not lacquer. Come on, work is not that fun. But eventually, you depend on it. Okay, so that, that really got me going on, on this whole thing. And then I went to, to um, the Holy Weave book from Br Brother Jerry, Message 3, page 5, if you got the book. Right at the end, some, he said, some in the church today have become so content with the way things are. Isn't that what you just said? You get so content or used to that the way they are. Okay, but then he went on. But at the same time, there is an army of believers. And then, wow, this whole weekend was speaking to the army of believers. Okay? who have arisen, who are stirred, who are revived, and they are no longer satisfied with the status quo. Hey, guys. It's us. It's us. If you're not, We're rising. If, you, if you're right now satisfied with the status quo, you're not going to change. But if you're fed up with that status quo, then you can change. Then you can take what's been said in this message and this weekend, and you can take it to heart and actually change. change. Make the flip. Yes. Hallelujah. And then Pastor John asked the question, how does he make money come to you then? Because, okay, we all know, that's the flip you need to do. How's money going to come to us? Or prosperity. Pastor John the church. Provision. Yeah. Provision. Provision. Well, you love him. That's how. You just love him. Just love on God. He's going to love us. He's, he's loving us anyway so much. You seek him diligently. We've all been hearing diligence, diligence, diligence. But we all know diligence. We're used to that in the world. That world system got diligence. We work our butts off. I'm not allowed to say that. Sorry, Jenny. Okay, <laughs> but that is how we can really think about this. Yeah. We're getting used to something. We're getting more used to something. Yeah. Those walls eventually becomes what, becomes what you depend on. Yeah. Hey, wow. Yeah. wow. Then 
all I want to say next is yes. what Pastor Sharon, you can help me with this. Yes. This is what we can say to everybody. Yes. Let's say this. Let's sow this. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of the Most High God. Glory to the name of the Most High God. He is the one that we serve. He is the one that we serve. He is worthy of serving. He is worthy of serving. He's the worthy one of sitting at his feet. He's the worthy one of sitting at his feet. At his feet and hearing everything. At his feet and hearing everything. That he's got to say for us and to us. That he got to say for us and to us. He's the most high God. He's the most high God. He is Jehovah. He is Jehovah. He is Jehovah and everything that Jehovah represents. He is Jehovah and everything he represents. My healing. My healing. My health. My health. My protection. My protection. My blessing. My blessing. My everything is in him. My everything is in him. It's in him. It's in him. Hallelujah. When there's famine in the land, when there's famine in the land, he can answer it. He can answer it. No one else can. Glory, Glory to, to Jesus. Jesus. That's also out of the message. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's also what Pastor John said out of the message. Wow, Hein, thank you. Wow, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Sure, praise Jesus. And you love it. So then you begin to, to be used to it, right? Yeah. That's how he blinds the minds of the unbelievers. Right, I'm just finding this again. Glory, glory to you, Lord. Right, Janine, can you come and share, please, your point? Isn't this wonderful? This is wonderful. It's glorious. Thank you, Janine. Thank you, Pastor Sharon. Sure. Yep. So we've heard it all weekend, this account of, of Mary and Martha. Yes. And this has been a journey that I've been going on with a long time with the Lord. That, I mean, Pastor John said it so beautifully this weekend, you know, that there's a thing called the Martha Syndrome. And if, if there's such a thing and such a scale from 1 to 10, I was probably a 12 <laughs> of being a Martha. And... Um, but the cry of my heart was always to be a Mary. Yes. And um, I was trying to do it in my own strength. Yeah. Not really getting it right at all. Yeah. Um, but it was so beautiful for me to just um, you know, read this account in the um, Passion Translation. I won't go there because I don't want to take up a lot too much time. No. But in the TPT, he says, Martha, my beloved. And even though she was getting it wrong, she was yes. still a beloved. So yes. it really touched my heart. But... He knows my heart. Yes. Know, and um, I always cry. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You know Pastor John doesn't stop it. Oh, he no. lets the tears flow, Janine. I know. He lets them so flow. That's beautiful. Are well equipped with all our tears. <laughs> yes. And um, on page five, I won't go there, but you know how, how the Lord just wants to show us grace and kindness. And in this whole process, he is just showing 
showing me and all of us who are identifying with Martha such grace and kindness, and that's just so beautiful. Yes. But, like, my struggle has been, Lord, how do I change this in me when it's been such an ingrained thing? You know, um, I ended up being so diligent and so considerate of people, going out of my way, doing stuff for people, and time, investing time in people, investing time in projects, investing, investing, and diligent, and diligent, and responsible, and responsible. And those all sound like amazing, good, good characteristics. Yes. But they were keeping me away from the feet of the Lord. Yeah. And, well, it was my choice to let those things be more important than sitting at his feet. So, you know, that was a, it was a real shock of realization. Because, I mean, I have been working through this process for a number of years already. And um, I'm just with Pastor John saying how, like, actually it's an institutional mindset. Or was it you, Pastor John? Correct me if I'm wrong. But it's like, um, you know, it's such a deep-seated, ingrained thing, yes. you know, to be like that. And how does one change? So that was like the cry of my heart through this whole weekend with the Lord. How do I change? And the answer came to my heart. And he said, just change your posture. So I'm like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> and as I just meditated it on, yeah. on it more, you know, it's the thing of sitting. Same, change my posture from just running, 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 busy, busy, busy. Yes. Just sit. I mean, I'm physically going to do it because it, it's a physical thing. Yes. You know, physically, just sit. Yes. Just sit and yes. rest. And, and then my other question to him was like, how do I change my worldview to to have your mindset, to have your worldview. And yes. he said, it's not far, it's, not, it's easy. You just let me lift you up. And I'm right here sitting next to Jesus. So close, so easy, yes. so hard to serve the Lord. And I've made it such a hard and big thing. And that was, yeah, it really liberated me. Yes, he's restoring everything, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. He's restoring our souls. From being in this mental these mental institutions all our lives, we were born into them. The God of this world had already set up the institutions. He knew we were going to be born into. Yeah. And like I said, you begin to get used to it, and then you begin to love it, and then you begin to crave it, and then you get you know, rely on it completely. Rely on it. And then, I mean, I was, I was chatting to Leanne earlier, and she reminded me of like a super soul, and like how my soul just became this super soul. Working, 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 so busy, my, just stuffing my brain with creative things, creative things, and people start boosting your ego. Oh, you're so good at this, you're so clever, you're so bright, you're so this, you, you're mounting to all of this, and then you like you start getting in this zone of yeah. such futile thinking. Yeah. Where it all all that matters is to just be at his feet. <sighs> and I had to I mean you know, we know that like you know, I've come here and I'm with my exchange team and everything and it's like the Lord had to literally physically uproot me. It was so ingrained in me, I had to yes. be physically uprooted. And Pastor yes. John said it to us in my exchange session last week, how I mean he pointed that out about Han and myself and I didn't even think about it until then, that we are actually physically working out our repentance by being here. So like you're actually walking, it walking out. out your repentance yeah. by being here so and leaving all that yeah. behind. God enabled you to cut your ties with the world. Completely. Because Christ's crucifixion, has, because I'm crucified with Christ, 
has enabled me, my crucifixion with Christ has enabled, enabled you to cut your ties with this world. Completely. Yeah. To a point when I, like when there's been people who phoned me from the past and wanting things from me, I'd like, it's so repulsive to me. I like literally, I feel myself like, ugh. You know, yeah. I just don't want it anymore. You don't realize. And that I was addicted to that, yes. relying on it. It's, ugh. But I'll just go to my very, um, I won't say everything I wanted to say because it's going to take long. But let me just go to page five. Because that can be our confession. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um. There was a time when I only knew you, and then I inserted and served you like Martha. So even though I was in the church even, serving mm. and being busy about, just being busy and diligent, even serving in the church. Yes. Um, you know, it even spilled into my church life. Um, going through the motions. Going through the motions, just being diligent, being serving, serving. I mean, even though that is excellent, you must serve. Yes. But I realized that my heart was wrong in every area, you know. So, but let me just go from the beginning. There was a time when I only knew you, but now I come to know you. But now I only I knew. Knew about you, sorry. Yes. But now I come to know you. Yes. So that's, that's, that's the cry it. of my heart. Now. Now. You are coming to know him. Yes. We all come to know him. You are coming to know him. We are all coming to know him. And the wonderful thing about this time, Janine, is that he's accelerating everything in us. Yes. He knows how to supernaturally restore all the years that the locust has eaten away out of our, at our lives. Yeah. And he does it in an accelerative fashion. Supernatural catch-up, Janine. For all of us. It's such good news. Hallelujah. As we diligently sit at the feet of Jesus, we are going to be amazed at what kind of catch-up we're going to have together. Thank you, my darling. Thank you, Janine. Wow. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Okay. Something's happened here now to my phone. Okay, there we go. It's connected. I'm just getting here. Hmm. Try tuning off Wi-Fi. Sorry, guys. I just have the names of the people here that I want to ask. Right. Settings. Let's see. Let's turn it off. Let's turn it on. Okay, Netgear. Let's see if this will download now. Come on, work with me. Connecting. Mm -mm. Hmm. Meredith. Is it the desk? Must I try half me? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Melissa, will you, can, will you come and share a point, please? Thank you. Thank you, my darling. <laughs> oh, you look so beautiful. Oh. 
please. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Sharon. Hello, one, two, thank you. Here we go. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Sharon. Um, so I'm just trying to be um, sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit because there was something that I wanted to say um, that the Lord showed me. I'm just not sure if it's... You take um, my phone away. Okay. <laughs> I'll also take it. No, thank you, Pastor Sharon. There we go. That's better. Um, so when I went through the message, Pastor John was speaking about money is not a problem for a Christian and... Then he said something that I thought was kind of out of the blue. Like I felt it didn't actually fit what he said before that. He said um, in the book of Job, chapter 34 and onwards, you start reading and you find out God speaks about where he says, were you present when I weighed the heavens and the earth and drew out the heavens? And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. that's a bit weird. Let me go read it for myself then. And then I actually just typed those words into the internet <laughs> and found the scripture in Isaiah um, in the message translation Isaiah 40 verse 12 who has scooped up the heavens of the oceans into his two hands and measured the sky between his thumb and little finger who has put all the earth's dirt into one of his baskets weighed the mountains and each hill who could ever have told God what to do or taught him his business what expert would he have gone to for advice? What school would he attend to learn justice? What God do you suppose might have taught him what he knows, showed him how things work? And then I went back to Job, which is also Job 40 in the NIV. And it say, the Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with God the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. And in verse 8 it says, Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? And the amplified version of verse 8 says, Will you also annul, set aside and render void my judgment? Mm. Will you condemn me, your God, that you may appear righteous and justified? <laughs> so the reason I'm reading this is because the Lord actually just showed me the fear of God when it comes to obeying him in finances. Mm -hmm. Because Pastor John said just after that, creation and all the things he made himself, now you presume to actually think that my counsel is not worth anything listening to, that your wisdom of what you think you know about me is that great. So mm. I know it seems a bit far apart, but when you think about it, mm. God is actually saying in the scripture of Job, and I think that's what Pastor John was trying to say, is that if you think that God's advice isn't worth listening to, yes. then you are not in fear of God when it comes to finances. 100% Melissa. So that actually just convicted me and made me think, am I actually in fear of God? The fear that you were talking yes. about yesterday, Pastor Sharon. Yes. Am I actually, I mean, also the, the relationship component is a big part of that because... Yes. You can't have the fear of God if you don't even know him. You don't even know his words. You don't even have a relationship with him. But do I actually have a reverence for his word that, yeah, that I actually listen to his counsel like he's the God who made the universe, like he made everything around us? Yes. Who is the God that taught him how to do things? Who yes. is this God? He's the God Almighty. 
He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yes. And now I think I should listen to the world system, that they are smarter and that they know more than he does about my life and about my finances. So it was just a bit, how arrogant are we yes. to think that we can listen to our own thoughts and the thoughts that we've been indoctrinated with our whole lives. Yes. It's arrogance. It's arrogance, Melissa. So it's a bit of a stern <laughs> yes. uh, uh, talking dealing. point. Yes. It was a stern yes. dealing point with you. Yes, definitely. In you by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So I, I just felt it necessary to share, share that. that. Um, yeah, because it was... And just after that, he says, there was a time when I only knew about you, but now I come to know you. Yes. So there was a time when I thought I wasn't doing anything wrong by believing what the world system says. But now I actually recognize to be in the fear of the Lord is to listen to what he says in his word about finances. Uh, yes. About everything. About everything. So it's just, wow. It's wow, Melissa. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that point. Um, what I can share on the... May the fear of God yes. come upon us. Yes, amen. May the fear of God come upon us. May it rest in our hearts. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the fear of God come upon us. May it rest in our hearts. Glory, glory. Lillian, do you know that song? Come. Come, Lillian. Just stay here, Melissa. May the fear of the Lord come upon us. May the fear of the Lord come upon us, let it come. Oh, oh, let it come. May the glory of the Lord rise upon us. May the glory of the King rise upon us, let it rise. Oh, oh, let it rise. May the fear of the Lord rise within me. May the fear of the Lord rise within me. Let it rise. Oh, let it Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, my darling. Glory, glory.
glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Just the beginning. When we fear him, we just begin to walk in his wisdom. That's where we start. We just fear him. We reverence him. And that's what Mary did. She sat, and that was her beginning, because had she not done that, she would have not done the later what said she preserved his body. Had she not sat, she wouldn't have received the revelation of her place in eternity. Because Jesus said what she has done will be remembered for all eternity to be spoken about. It started by sitting at the feet of Jesus. And it just went through it. She was consistent with it. Because I see it this way. She sat there and then she received the revelation of taking her seed and investing it into the perfume that she bought. It started there. She listened to Jesus talk about who he was and she understood. And then she then went, it's like uh, Meredith said, not just washed the dishes, but she went and she saved up. It says, I think it says it's a worth a year's income, wages. She saved up. In all that time, she kept listening. And she didn't just save up because she was still giving into his ministry. But at the same time, she was saving up for the day she didn't know exactly what was going i mean i can imagine she was going to buy the perfume and she thought okay lord i'm buying perfume or first she thought i'm saving and then the lord says you've got enough now go buy the perfume and she's like why am i buying perfume and then she got to that place that day and the lord was like yes now's the time and she didn't know what she was doing but jesus then said, because the other people were looking and Judas is like, oh, we could have taken the money and given it to the poor. And yet, Jesus knew because even she didn't know in the moment, but I think it's only when Jesus revealed it then and she just understood. And for me, it's then important that on the resurrection, the women, she was amongst them that were going to the tomb. And they received the message because the angel said, go tell the others he's not here. So she wasn't just participating in his preparation. For, she participated in his resurrection message. And that's what we do. We participate in his resurrection message by being obedient, by walking in the fear of the Lord that's rising within us, by, obe by being obedient one, like Pastor John says, one day at a time, one instruction at a time, 
we follow on step by step. Yes. And then resurrection morning. And we are witnesses of the resurrection of Christ to the world. Yes. Amen. And that's what's happening to all of us now. Christ's resurrection, we're experiencing it within ourselves. The re Christ's resurrection is ours. And we're actually experiencing in our inward man the resurrection. Like we never have before. Lillian. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come, Leanne, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pastor Sharon, so what was big for me as well was Proverbs 8 that Pastor John spoke. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Yes. And I was like... Why is this important? Like, why is loving him and seeking him diligently, why is that basically the foundation of a relationship with him? Yes. And Pastor Sharon, and then, yeah, like Miranda said, you go to the terms or the prerequisite of anything. And then this, loving him, yes. seeking him diligently, is the terms for having a relationship with him like Mary did. Because she loved him and she diligently seek, sought so, him. Yes. Um, and then I looked what the what terms and conditions mean. And it says, well, a part of it says, it's a fundamental in many cases in order to mount an adequate and proper defense. And then Pastor Sharon, the Lord took me to the Mary sitting at Jesus' feet, Pastor Sharon. Yes. Um, Tissue. I know my nose has also been doing the. Thank you. It just it just does what it wants to do, involuntary. <laughs> there we go. Um, Pastor Sharon, and then yes. Pastor John said he. He said so. He sows in famine. Yes. And then I went to the sower sows the word in Mark, four, four fourteen. Yes. And then also the Lord took me to Hosea fourteen two that says take with you words. And turn to the Lord. Yes. And that word is proper words of repentance and trust in him. And sorry. No. So the Lord took me to Mary and he said that when she sat at his feet, yes. she sowed in famine. She sat at his feet and she sowed words. And Pastor John said later in the message, he said, It is the working of my words because I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. It's that's how you get all of the things. It's because you love him to actually say, okay, Lord, I'm going to die to self and actually put myself in the position of vulnerability to actually come and sit at your feet because that I'm not, it takes 
a lot to go and sit at someone's feet. Yes, it So does. to actually love him that much, to go and sit at his feet, and yes. to diligently seek him, Pastor Sharon, yes. that's... Just because she did that, Pastor Sharon, that's why the opportunity couldn't be taken away from her because that loving him and diligently seeking him, yes. that was the thing that caused the proper and adequate defense against the Martha syndrome because she did that. If she didn't love him and she didn't diligently seek him and she just sat there to sit there for serving, then... She but the moment you actually make that, that switch, switch and you go from okay lord this is not a performance thing of what i can do yes this is actually okay lord i'm gonna come and sit at your feet everything is in that everything is yeah. in that Leanne. yes that's a beautiful insight he gave you that's what his word does it helps us in when when you when you put the when you go to the word like this, the message like this, then he's very personal with you. And for me, that's how I see going to the message, as I see it as I'm sitting at his feet with us. I remember Pastor John recently said to, you, to, to us all here at the office, if you're doing this to tick a box, let's stop it right now. But we're not. This is my sitting at the feet of Jesus this is me sitting at his feet saying, Jesus, these, Jesus, these are your words you're bringing to me. Make them alive to me. Everything is in that. Thank you, my darling. Thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you. I'll take that. All right. Come, Meredith. Come, Meredith. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Meredith Wustenholm. <laughs> Thank you. I almost got up the first time. <laughs> oh, she almost got up the first time. <laughs> Mary, it's so good to see you. So good to see you. Pastor Sharon, these, I mean, the, the words of this weekend and from what Pastor John has been speaking to us about Mary and Martha. Yes. There have been so many aspects of Martha that I see in myself. And I said to the Lord, Lord, how? How do I change to become more like Mary? Mm. And he said to me, just go and look at what Pastor John said. Yes. And it's exactly what was in his word. He raised us up with Christ. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. And he says, mm. you are, you are like Mary. Mary is seated with me and you are seated with me. Mm. You need to hear what I'm saying. When you're seated with me, you need to quieten yourself and hear what I'm saying. Mm. And that really resonated with me. Yes. And what Pastor John said in the beginning. That's enough just, of a breath of the Holy Spirit going oh, through you yes. to shift you and change you. Exactly. Because you hear him doing that and saying that in your yes. being. Because it's like, it's, it's, it's just like, I think it was Ulrika who said it, it's not, it's not in our own strength. We, we can't do it no. in our own strength. No. It, it has to be him yes. that does it. 
Yes. But it's, but, but it's in our doing and sitting. In, and, and positioning. Who, who yes. said, position yourself. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And then also at the beginning of, of um, Pastor John's message last week, we just sang the fight song. Yes. Fight. Fight in the light. Yes. And it was those words. And he said to me, when you are seated with me, you are seated with me in heavenly places. Yes. And from that position, you can fight in the light with my words that I'm giving you. Yes. Through the messages from the apostle and the prophets. Yes. Those words are my words and use those words to fight to in fight the light. In the light. And so those words, I mean, I, I fight in the light because I find that my mind is unfruitful, so I fight in the spirit. Yes. And when, I, when I'm in my car in the mornings and when I'm spending my time at work, when I'm sort of going from client to client, I find myself, like Pastor John said, just speak, speak to God like Mary did all the time. All speak the time. All the time. So it's just sort of, yeah. I know, Lord, that you're with me. And yes. you're helping me in each aspect of my life, Lord. Yes. Show me what I need to do. Show me the path that is before me, Lord. Yes. I don't want to take a step wrong. I've said that to Pastor Christie. Don't let me take a step wrong, Lord. I need yes. to hear what you're saying to me. Yes. And so that's how I fight, in the light. Yes. With his words. Yes. And you can, you, 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 we're learning to do that in a day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> day by day. Day by it's day. Exactly, day by day. Relationship yes. is day by day. Everything is day by day. Yes. Yeah. One day at a time. Yes. I'm discovering. Yes. Inside of my inner man that I can hook up with him 24-7, yes. actually. And he's always there. He's always faithful. Exactly. Yeah, he's in, our, in the air that we breathe. He's right here. He's That's right. Yeah. And so when you're doing that, it doesn't matter what, you, what else you have to do. You're a Mary. Exactly. Even though exactly. I'm living in Babylon. Yes. I'm, I'm working in Babylon. Yes. But I'm sitting at his feet. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Meredith, for sharing this with us, my darling. Oh, glory to God. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Meredith. Okay, one more. Mia, will you come and share with us, please? What point? Isn't this wonderful? I mean, what other better thing do we have to do? On a Sunday afternoon. Yes. Praise the Lord. Pastor Praise the Joe. Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Um, so something that Pastor John said, and he actually mentioned it last week already. So I just want to read part of what he said last week where he said, oh, sorry, two weeks ago, where he mm -hmm. said, my worldview would change because my worldview as one that is with Christ in heavenly places, co-seated with him with the same authority that he has, I would see life completely differently. And then he went there again last week where he said, um, and you have been delivered and set free from that worldview to be able to have God's worldview that gives, you, that gives you a view of the world seated with him in heavenly places. There's a level of trust and honor that comes with understanding that, and it will change your whole way that you will see your future. It will change the whole way you see your future. And so, I mean, already last week I was taking it for myself. Thank you. I mean, that was a big thing. In two weeks ago, that message that, thank you, Lord, that I'm co-seated with you and that I'm now seeing things from your perspective. And then really where Pastor John went last week in the message and this whole weekend that we've been feasting on is, is you know, to see yourself 
as Mary saw herself in Christ and not how Martha saw herself with Jesus. And also what Pastor John asked this week or weekend yesterday, he said, who do you think would be more certain of their future after they were at the house than Mary? And who would be more uncertain of their future than Martha? And, um, and so that's the worldview shift that I also continue to make day by day in moments and in different situations is I'm shifting from the worldview that Martha had to the worldview that Mary had because then I'm certain of my future because then I know that my future is in the words that God is saying to me it's in the words that Jesus is speaking to me but I can only receive those words when I'm sitting at his feet I mean if Martha was busy baking and in the kitchen she's in a different room she can't even hear what Jesus is saying so how can I hear the words that he's saying, if my mind is all over the show. And so also where, I mean, I really found myself in those scriptures as I was going through this message. And and I mean, S also knows, I mean, I had a conversation with her of, you know, where am I bringing my worldview that I had in the world into my worldview that I'm having here as am I exchanging, actually exchanging my life for the life that God has for me? Where am I becoming so busy about things that I can't actually receive what he's doing? And I mean, even this week, there was something that came up. And I mean, that's just the way I had conversations with Ace that actually helped me to then make that switch in that moment for that situation. No, I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus now. And so just some of the things that, that I mean, really, I mean, it, it spoke to me is, you know, so I'm just going to jump through quite a few Please. things. of. So Mary was the one who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And Jesus said, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Um, then in another translation, there's only one thing being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it. Mary absorbed every relationship rela- revelation that Jesus shared. She's undistracted, and I will not take this privilege away from her. And then Pastor John said, Mary, um, she understood the words of life that she wanted. And then he said, but, Ma- uh, but Martha, you're so, worry- you're so busy worrying about performance. And then later on, Pastor John also said, um, Mary doesn't give a hoot about what anybody thinks about her. So I'm just reading this because those are the different things where I found myself. I was so busy worrying about performance, but actually... I have the words of life when I just come to sit at his feet. And so, and that's where I want to be. And then Mary doesn't give a hoot of what anybody thinks about her. I've discovered the word of life. I've discovered the source of life. That's where I want to be. Who cares what people think of me when Jesus is going to leave my house? Because I'm going to get stuff from him that is going to live in me way beyond what the culture can do. And Jesus is the life. And I mean, it's also a big thing for me to have that eternity perspective because Mary had that understanding that it doesn't matter what the culture says about me because I'm receiving those words of life that are are eternal words. I mean, this is part of my eternity, whereas Martha was so distracted. I mean, on one occasion that would only last an afternoon, however long Jesus was there. But Mary in in that time in, how can I word this? In human, in that afternoon of human time, the rewards that she got from that was eternal because she was sitting at Jesus' feet. And so really where I'm, where I'm going with my declarations from, from last week's message, but also from this whole weekend, is that I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus and I'm re- receiving his words of life because then I can be certain about my future and not just 
next year or two years or three years down the line, but my eternal future because I've received the words that Jesus is giving to me now. Yes. So I praise God for that. Yes. I mean, you're really seeing this. You're experiencing yes, this. Is, this, is, this is real to you because yes. you're encountering God. Yes. And because I could see, I mean, God's word is a two-edged sword and a, he divides the light from the darkness. And I mean, Pastor Christie is in your heart, us, in my heart. Yeah. And what Pastor Christie has also taught us, he has to call the light, light and the, call the darkness, darkness. And so because I could see I was in the world and I was acting like Martha. Now I can see the light. I can see how Mary was walking, yes. sitting at the feet of Jesus. So I can make that switch. And that's what Pastor John also said. It's just, it's just, it's a choice in your heart. And so now I make that choice, and now I just walk in that choice, and it's a and it's a day by day choice, choice that I make. But I just have to make it for now, for today, in this moment, and I just continue making that life of making choices to sit at His feet, because I've seen where the darkness is, and I don't want to go back to that darkness. Yes. I want to continue in the light. And, and and you know now you can. And I know now I can. Because you've made the switch. Yes. Because He's given you the enlightenment. Yes. He's given it to you. Yes. The word keeps bringing more light and more light and more light. Yes. To you. Yes, Pastor Shane. And I can build on my yeses. Yes. A while ago, Pastor John spoke in a message where he said, you can build on your no, say no to the world system. And if you say no once, then you can say no to sin again. And then you can say no to sin again. So I can also build on my yeses. Yes. And I said, yes, this week. So tomorrow I can say yes again, yes. and I can say yes again, and I can also build on my yeses. Yes, and you can have your yeses for all the days of your life. Yes. And that's how God has made a new creature to walk with him. Yes. Is to yes Is to with yes. him. Yes. Every day of our lives until our last breath. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Mia, how did you spend your life? I just yesed with God. I just said yes all the I time. I just said yes every time. Yes. Oh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God, Glory Mia. Glory to God. Praise the Glory Lord. To God. Glory Hallelujah. to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, to, Glory God. to God. You see, this cannot be taken away from her cannot be taken away from you. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, my precious. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Well, thank you for being present here this afternoon. It's been glorious. Just sitting here in the presence of God, right? Like a blanket. His presence just comes like a blanket. Just like a blanket. It's marvelous. It's marvelous. For those of you going back to Johannesburg, the Lord bless you. Going back to all the places, Morganson, going back to all the places, Centurion, where the Lord bless you and keep you Make his face shine upon you. Give you peace. Hallelujah. And all the precious Whitbank people too. 
May the Lord bless you and keep you and give you peace and sweet sleep and rest for this afternoon and his face does shine upon you. Glory. I mean, I could just be here all afternoon, you know, with you. Glory. Glory to God. Hey, Jade Lee, it's wonderful, hey? Just to be able to say yes to him all the days of my life, yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes. I say yes. We say yes before he even says anything to us. He's already got our yes. <laughs> it's just yes. It's just yes. There's a big yes in us. It's a big yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's wonderful. It's wonderful, Heleru, how God's changing all of us in a such a deeply intimate, personal way. Because your sitting at the feet is what it will be with him and you. And your sitting at the feet will be what it will be with you and him. Deeply personal. Very personal. Because there's no one that knows you like Jesus. Knows what to say to, to you in a day. You know. Knows just how to help you in a day. Praise the Lord. Love you all. God bless you all. <laughs>